1: Visit cpfcoaching.com for more information. Discover the leader within. Contact CPF Coaching, LLC today and schedule your strategic session.
0: Welcome to another episode of Breaking into Cybersecurity. This is Chris Fulong, where we're working with cybersecurity leaders to develop the next generation of leaders. Today, we have Jeffrey Carpenter on. We'll be sharing his leadership experience, as well as his advice for the next generation. Jeffrey, do you mind sharing your background for the audience?
1: Sure. Thank you. I've been in cybersecurity for more than 30 years. I worked as a practitioner, a leader, and business leader, and mostly focused in instant response during that time. So, Spent a lot of time doing instant response, vulnerability analysis, and remediation.
0: And as you grew in your career, what made you shift over into cyber leadership versus staying as an individual contributor?
1: Yeah, it wasn't a planned choice. It happens to many of us in this industry. One day, my boss's boss tapped me on the shoulder and said, your boss is leaving, and you can either apply for the job or we will bring somebody in to manage you. And I opted to apply for the position and I got it. Didn't know anything about leadership when I first became a, a manager. So, fortunately, though, I've developed over 25 years of managing people some tactics and techniques that I think are pretty effective in helping motivate teams and helping them achieve goals. But it was, it learned a lot of failures along the way and learning what works and what doesn't work.
0: So what would you say are the critical skills for those looking to grow into cybersecurity
1: leaders? I think communication skills are really the most important skill. And they're skills that in cybersecurity tend not to be valued. They don't come to the surface. We value in cybersecurity, the person who is the best technical expert, the person that's going to take the piece of malicious code that nobody can figure out and reverse engineer that code. And so you go to Black Cat and you go to these other conferences. Those are the people that are, they get the accolades. But I really think communication skills are just as important, even if you're not a manager, even if you're just an individual contributor, you can have the best finding of something, but if you can't communicate that to other people, it's not going to have the impact. So top on my list is communication skills and a desire to work in a collaborative fashion with other people. That's the most important skill, in my opinion.
0: So you said communication. How would you rate yourself in a comfort level of one to five with communication
1: and why? I'd probably say I'm a four. The reason why I say four is I've spent a lot of time trying to improve. So I think in comparison with others in the field, I probably have spent above average time working to improve my communication skills, but there's always things you can learn. I spent a significant portion of my own professional development time continuing to learn new things about how to effectively Communicate. When I talk about communicate, I'm talking about all types of communication, everything from how do you write an email message to how do you stand up in front of an audience and give a presentation to how do you communicate one-on-one with employees? How do you have the right cadence of just general broadcast communication with the group that you manage? So it's all different kinds of communication.
0: And you mentioned all those different groups. So that leads to a- another skill of collaboration. How do you describe
1: that skill and your comfort level on a scale of one to five? Yeah, my comfort level with collaboration is five, because I think collaboration today is extremely important to be successful. 30 years ago, jobs were very well defined. You operated in a very clear space. Things aren't that clear today. And the people that, the, the groups that are the most effective groups are the ones that collaborate, collaborate the best. So I think You can't be successful in today's business if you're not collaborating. So a security group, if you're not seen by others in the business as being good collaborators and achieving business goals, you're not going to be nearly as effective as if you are. If you're not, then you're frequently going to be seen as those are the security people. They're the ones that tell us we can't do something as opposed to those are the security people and they helped us with this product launch we were able to get it out the door in time with their with their help and we generated x million dollars of business this year because we did that but collaboration is a really key building block for success
0: so another skill that comes up often delegation and i'm guessing as an incident commander you deal with that skill a lot would you describe that
1: skill and your comfort level on a scale of 1 to 5 My comfort level with delegation is five. Again, that's a learned skill. And the thing you have to learn is if you're a leader and you're actually doing something yourself, you you don't have as much impact as if you're enabling other people to do. As a leader, your job is to make your team be successful, your employees be successful. But they're not being successful if you're doing the work yourself in fact it can send the message to them that you're not confident in them you don't have trust in their ability to to do the job so from my perspective you have to fully embrace the ability to delegate and then coach and mentor people on how to do it don't tell them do it this way do step one two three four five six seven let them come up with the steps but guide them along the way that way they'll learn as part of that that process and they will feel a sense of a, comp- a much greater sense of accomplishment when they complete it than if you gave them the complete recipe and said just follow these steps.
0: So it sounds like y- you use your communication, collaboration, and delegation to influence. Influence has many different ways to describe it, especially in cybersecurity. How would you describe the skill of influence, and why is it so critical?
1: Yeah. I- when I talk about influence, I frequently say you're least effective when you're ordering someone to do something for two reasons. One, it generally, if you're ordering someone, it's not, they're not going to be receiving it necessarily in a positive way. The second is you're limiting your ability to have people work toward common goals to the people that are underneath you and only the people that are. Someone in another department, I can't order them to, to do something. So as a leader, I think it's critical that you have the ability to encourage and influence people using diplomacy, persuasion, and influence to to see that it's in their common interest or it's in everyone's interest for something to be done. When I start a job, one of the first things I do is I have one-on-one meetings with all the people distant and close to my organization to begin building relationships. And I think it's important that influence is a two-way street. People influence you, you influence them. So when people come to my group and say they need our help, it doesn't matter whether it's in my job or not, we help them. And then when you need help, they're much more likely to, to help you as well. So I think you, as a leader, you want influence to be the primary means of how you encourage people to do something that needs to be done. And it sounds by you talking to all the
0: folks near and far that you're networking inside your organization, but we also need to do networking outside the organization as well. Describe the skill of networking and why is it so critical in this field?
1: Networking is important because networking serves several purposes. One, it makes connections with people who may be able to help you solve a problem. In the future, they may have knowledge. That you don't have so that they may be able to give you some on how to do something it could be they're the people they're going to tell you about an exciting opportunity that's going to be your next job possibly so by networking and building relationships with other people in the industry it can help you with things you, you need help on how do other people do things You'll never get as much information about those kinds of things if you're only focused on your own organization. It really helps you with a broader perspective and having a larger group of people to talk to. And it may be from job opportunities, it may not just be for yourself, it may be for other people. You build a good network and you'll be able to help other people and help others help other people as well. So uh, as we wrap up, any final advice that you would give to future leaders? Yeah, I think getting back to communications, I think it's really important to come up with a plan for how you're going to effectively communicate with your team members. So for example, in my last position, I had a plan that said, we're going to have a monthly all-hands meeting. It's going to primarily be recognitions and Q&A. We're going to do two of them to deal with time zone issues. We also recorded a video. Magazine style interview thing to communicate information. I send a weekly email. So you need to have a, a, a plan for how you're going to communicate, knowing that employees receive information and want to receive information in, in different And they need to stick to a regular cadence of of doing that to make sure that you never want an employee to say, I don't know what that leader does. I never hear from that person. You want to make sure that you're regularly communicating with them, providing information to help them feel connected, know that what they're doing is valuable, and know what they need to do their job. And I'm sure from a an incident commander perspective
0: that having that ability to effectively communicate with individuals at various different levels from the organization is critical as well.
1: It is. Our, when I was in my previous position with incident commanders. Incident commanders were rarely slowly working with people inside the group, and we told incident commanders that you have the full access to anybody in this company that you need to solve a customer's a customer's problem. So they frequently were reaching out to people. It could be in the Falk. it could be could be in marketing. Even we've had marketing if somebody needs needs assistance with a PR aspect of an incident. Again, that gets back to you need to build a relationship across the company as well. Wow.
0: Jeffrey, thank you so much for sharing your experiences today. And thank you for coming on, breaking into cybersecurity leadership.
1: Thanks for inviting me. It's been fun